0: To remembering your oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiec, where we know everything, and so do you. Aloha. Hello.
1: Hello, hello.
0: All right, you can hear me. You can see me. I, I'm moving. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, you are moving now. Oh, nope. I can see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We were just a little uh, in some, not like incognito. There's a word for that. We were in a good mystery state of not knowing how this is going to (laughs) work. Hi, I'm back. (laughs) I'm glad you are. So welcome everyone to our podcast today. We have a very fun topic that I suggested to – that I actually finally suggested because I feel like Zane always (laughs) picks the topic. But I gave a question for him yesterday if he had done anything on resistance. And I didn't get a reply back from him until this morning when I opened up my email that he did a video on resistance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it was funny because I was just about to record my video right then, right when you said, hey, how about resistance? I went, oh, yeah, no, I haven't done it. And I actually responded. I don't know Did you? why you didn't get it, but I said something. Yeah, I mm-hmm. said something like not very specifically um, anything on resistance. And so then I went out to the to the water near near Miami. You could see the the city skyline of Miami in the background and recorded a, a quick video on resistance. So what made you decide or or suggest that topic?
1: So yesterday I went out to be on my surfboard before 6 a.m. So it was like pitch black and the stars were out and I was just floating around because some of you may know that I have a surf trauma and that I don't really surf much anymore because I split my head open. And I had a suggestion from a healer to go out on my surfboard. I don't have to surf, but just to be on it and just to like cope with my trauma and just talk to my guides. So yesterday when I was out there, I was kind of paranoid because it was pitch black and not knowing what was under me was a little, you know, a little heart racing, but I sat with it. So I sat with it and I looked at the stars and I asked, hey, guides, hey, whoever's here, why do I still have this trauma with surfing? And the first word that I heard was resistance. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. So I played with the idea of resistance when I got out of the water. I just sat out, looked at the stars again, and I asked, what is this resistance coming from? And it was about still resisting from being happy because surfing made me really, really happy. So this resistance kind of just bottled up into not letting myself be happy Um, but today I went out again same scenario I went out I was actually less frightened it felt good to be on the water pitch black again saw the most gorgeous shooting stars and this time I asked again like why is this still here what am I supposed to learn from it and I heard forgiveness forgiveness of myself So resistance and forgiveness, I feel, are going hand in hand right now for me. So that's why I was curious to what your um, idea about resistance kind of is. So I'm kind of coping it with myself with just trying to feel it out per se. hope you can hear me. (laughs) Maybe not. So maybe I'll just keep talking. So Zane is having a little technical difficulty sometimes. So if he's not responding, then I need to keep talking. And he made a joke. Oh, there you are.
0: (laughs) This is going to be interesting. Well, I heard your question for me, uh, which was how do I uh, um, look at resistance? And my favorite phrase about resistance is what you resist persists. Everybody's heard that before. Mm-hmm. And and it's actually a pretty major factor of what we talk about in the detached program because what what we're generally doing is we're running away from pain and we're pursuing pleasure and we're just and that's a that's a very base level um, um, survival programming. So if we can if we are constantly resisting the things that make us suffer the pain and so forth then what we do is we continue to cause it to happen. And so the, the, the approach is to turn to face. I, mm-hmm. Oh, there I am. Uh, I look at it like running from something, and it will always chase you. But if mm-hmm. you turn to face it, you're move right past you. And in the in the video, I talked about Indiana Jones. Remember the Indiana Jones scene where he he's in the tomb at the very beginning and he comes to the to the boulder, you know, and the boulder rolls down and starts rolling after him and he's running from it, right? And it's yeah. chasing him. If you if you take a good look at that scene, if he would have instead just moved forward, the, the boulder would have rolled over his head and passed him and he mm-hmm. wouldn't have had to do all the crazy stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. So that's just another example, even in a movie situation where – He didn't turn and face it. He ran from it and he had to run for his life. Um, And so that it's the same sort of thing. If you are constantly trying to avoid the thing that you don't want, instead of saying, you know what? The thing that I don't want must be here for a reason. It must Mm -hmm. be bringing me something. It must be bringing me lessons. It must be bringing me opportunities uh, that I don't totally understand. Then it reframes the way that you look at thing that is upsetting you or worrying you or whatever, and, or hurting you. And, and things can actually start to change at that point.
1: That's good. Yeah. Another one that I always like to acknowledge, acknowledge from, for a movie, <laughs> acknowledge or acknowledge. I don't know. There's a word. There's always analogize.
0: A analogize. Is it's is not <laughs> a word, but yeah, great
1: something like that so i always rethink of harry potter in the first one where they're trying to go down to the sorcerer's stone they're in the vines and um wow i'm forgetting that the 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 redhead he was like resisting to go down so the vines were like suffocating him but oh, and yeah. then Hermione Har- and harry were like you need to relax or they said something like you yeah need to relax. i remember
0: this yes
1: And then when he surrendered from it, he was able to go down. So I always say that it's kind of like ayahuasca. Like the more you surrender, the more you're able to get the messages. But the more you resist of like, you know, just being in that fear state of like, I don't know what's about to happen, then you're not going to get the messages that you need to. So resistance is kind of like just that scene. It's like the more you hold on or the more you basically hold on, you're basically just suffocating yourself from life. You're not allowing yourself to fully live. Or experience what you need to in that moment.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if you can even see me or hear me. This is this is quite an experience. So, thanks everybody who's tuned in to watch us. You're very patient to put up with me disappearing and blocking out and whatever. Um, uh, please uh, say hello. Tell us where you're from, and tell us. What is it that you're resisting that you need to maybe consider not resisting? And what's the opposite of resistance? It's acceptance. So what can you accept about your experience rather than constantly be in a state of resistance?
1: Yeah. And then I did um, talking in the lines of resistance and my surfing when I was doing my 30 day of painting on the beach. I was doing like a wave consistently On day 29, I actually, because I was watching surfers for so many days, just at sunrise surfing, I started feeling that urge of like, oh, I want to go do this. Like, this looks so much fun again. Like, I want to go back to surfing instead of just watching people to surf. And on day 29, I actually went to a surf spot that's like pretty mellow. And it was also the moon set. So it was just like all the elements were just like, hey, Monica, come on, you can do this the moon i just really love to watch because it on the full moon it dips down into the into the sea so i went out to surf but i didn't catch any waves but i was just paddling on the waves and just like on my board and i felt very happy and afterwards i went to go paint my my 30 day painting which was a wave of capturing the energy of the day with an affirmation and that one was actually really like more of a happy one like I used pinks and blues and whites and it just showcased how when you start your day doing something that you love before before causing resistance to take over because I've had mornings afterwards where I'm like oh I don't want to go surf or I don't want to try this again like I'm just like in that fierce state but then the last two mornings when I did it like just being on my board just like dipping into the water when it's like cold out when the stars are still out because it's very energizing. Like it feels very good. So it's almost like when you do the things that you resist, you're actually going to get a better outcome. It might not be fully what you're resisting that you're accomplishing, but you're do- taking the little baby steps that can help you to gain that confidence or to gain that self-motivation of like, oh, hey, this isn't so bad. It's all just in my head.
0: Right. All right. Excellent. And uh, I didn't uh, end up hearing half of that. But I'm sure it's excellent. I'm sure it's fantastic. So, um, Bernice, what are you resisting? Anjali. Anjali, why is she not appearing here? Anjali. Anjali, what are you resisting?
1: So, then, to show off the painting, because I brought a few of the paintings, um, this is day day 29 so you could see the different pinks and the blues in this one and then they all i just released them today on my website so you can see it here it's monica and those ones are available with worldwide shipping so all of them have the energy on the day on the back that i've written so that way you can see and experience all of those and basically the moral of the collection is to just reconnect with yourself and with nature. Um, I painted outside, which was like the element of wind. I was on the beach, which is the element of earth, just sitting down. I was painting a wave, which is the water. And the fire, I just saged all of them at the end. So just, just resistance and acceptance is just more of like really affirming to yourself that, hey, I'm gonna be okay. But all I need right now is just this little phrase that can help me or this little, per se, like this, this action that I need to take in order for me to go and take this next step in my life or to remove myself from the resistance. And I think Zane is popping some things up. Um...
0: (laughs) Yeah, at the very least, I can do that. I don't know if you'll ever be able to hear me again, but I can at least pop some things up that we can say hello to Dean and Anjali and Bernice. Um, yeah. And, and Anjali loves your paintings. Of course, I didn't get to see them because you were blacked out during that time <laughs> for me, but I'm sure they were amazing. And they, as I check them out from time to time on your, your various uh, social media. So I appreciate all the incredible work that you do. Um, and, and so when, when we were getting to uh, Bernice is resisting, getting deeper into her work, um, that's, that may be true, Bernice, but I want you to ask yourself even deeper question. Why are you resisting that? And is that truly what you're resisting or is there m- much more of a detailed experience that's going on there? You're resisting um, talking to certain types of people. You're resisting um, believing in yourself you're resisting um, seeing yourself as valuable you know th- those sorts of things will get you closer and closer to the actual issue rather than a generic you know general which was resisting getting deeper into your work that I know you can go deeper than that so I want to see what you have to say Bernice and then okay so Anjali why why do you resist the present moment? What's wrong with the present moment? What is it about the present moment that's keeping you from um, diving in? I want to know.
1: Well, to, I'm still
0: talking, amazing. Uh, yeah,
1: you are. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, going back to Bernice's could be um, kind of what I just did with my surfboard is just, when I was out on my surfboard, is just asking yourself, like, why am I resisting this still? And your intuition will likely, you know, just give you a a one-worded response, which it could be just be giving yourself more forgiveness or more self-love. And then you can follow that self-love and then ask the self-love, like, hey, self-love, what more can I do? Or, hey, forgiveness, what more can I do? And just follow that train of thought to kind of go deeper into that, unlocking the resistance. And by doing that, you're actually going into deeper into your work. I'm assuming you're also doing something with energy or or something along those lines. So it's just the example of like you're going deeper by, by actually uncovering yourself. Maybe you're feeling that you're resisting getting more clients or working more on others. But I feel like your first step would be working on yourself because that's actually going to help the baseline of your healing or the, your healing abilities. So my part or my take on it is finding the resistance within yourself which can then help you go deeper with your work. And then with uh, Ananji, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. When you resist the present moment, um, that's also more of that you're thinking too much of the future and the past. And that's where the resistance kind of comes in with the present state because you're not allowing yourself to feel that happiness. So with my thing with the surfing, I'm resisting the present moment of that feeling of surfing or that feeling of joy or freedom that I get. And I actually supplemented it with painting. That's why I paint so much because I start to embody the feeling of surfing while I'm in it. So with you, Anandji, with not resisting the present moment, maybe reflect about what feeling you like in the present state. What feeling can you embody that can help you come back to the present state? Maybe it's doing more of the things that you love, like your passions. Maybe it's reading or maybe it's, you know, going for a run or taking a walk or walking in nature. Maybe you just start doing things that That you love, and then those will bring you to the present state, and then you won't really resist it as much. Because the more you think about resisting the present moment, you're just not in the present moment. You're just in that limbo state of wait, where am I actually? So I feel that when you can just do the things that you love, it's not like you're sidetracking from the present moment. Those activities are actually helping you get into the present state. And that's also in any. Form of resistance that you have when you keep doing the things that you love, they can help break that cycle of or shed light to that you have a type of resistance. Let's see if Zane is back or if I need to keep talking. <laughs> but if anyone else has a resistance, I can kind of help you walk through of how you can work it out with my own experiences. And then Anandji did say, right now is good. An example is, on the weekend, I have a thought. I should have been doing something else that causes friction. So should, coulda, woulda, that's all like ego words. Or they're good key phrases to know that that's your ego. Um, that So you might not be resisting the present moment, but you might just have a f- fear of missing out, that you should have been doing something else. So that's just more so of reflecting on, what am I doing right now that my heart truly desires or that my heart is longing? Because when you can tune into your heart, maybe your th- heart chakra is a little like little weak. So tuning into what you love to do can help you get into the present state. Um, usually when you think of what I should be doing is maybe because you saw someone on social media doing something and you want to be doing that. So maybe taking some time away from social media or or around people that make you feel that way. So it's all still about the state of feeling that causes you to get those emotions or sensations that you should be doing something else. Or if you should just reevaluate what you are doing, because those might not be truly aligned with your actions, because you're just missing that void of being connected with yourself or with your spirit. So it could also just be you know working on your crown chakra of connecting with your spirit guides because you can talk to your spirit guides and they can tell you what you should do not should but what is more aligned for you to do i always check in with my guides in the morning of like hey guides what is most aligned with me today and i'll hear either to paint or to do some marketing or to read or to go for a swim or to go for a walk so by asking yourself hey spirit guides what is most aligned for me today you'll kind of get a little hint of what to do. And then after you complete that, you can ask again to tune in what you want to do. And then before you know it, you'll be able to stop asking and just start feeling what you want to do. So you'll feel that you want to eat some vegetables or some fruit, or maybe you're craving meat. You'll eat some meat, but you'll learn to to know that your feelings are actually your intuition are actually your higher self for that. And then Anandji just did confirm that it is a fear of missing out. So a lot of people have that. That's totally normal. Don't think that that is a negative. Um, So I strongly just feel that if you're just more kind with yourself, I feel like that can help you just bring you into the present state. Because fear of missing out, I sometimes get too, especially with COVID, like... I'm still here in Hawaii. We still have to wear masks. We're still kind of not allowed to do a lot of things that other states are. So sometimes I'll have the fear of missing out, like, oh, I w- miss like hanging out in big groups or I miss doing this or that. So it's more of like, what can I do right now that's most aligned for me that can help me to actually realize how beautiful my life is or how beautiful this state of being is, of being closed off in a way? It's like, what can I work on internally that can stop me from feeling that I'm actually missing out because realistically I'm not missing out it's just this sensation or this like ego to ego that's causing me to feel hey I'm missing out or like hey you're missing out (laughs) but yeah FOMO is a common term for it I didn't yeah FOMO (laughs) so if anyone else has anything to say Zane I don't know if you're back let's see if you're back (laughs) I think this is the most I've ever talked because Zane is always talking. Um, we were actually joking around in the beginning of like, we should make this podcast short, or I was just saying suggesting that we should make this podcast shorter because I don't know how I feel about talking for <laughs> so long. And he asked me if I'm resisting that. So it could be a resistance for me for talking, but <laughs> but that's just that. Are you back Zane? <laughs> i see him moving zane is frozen this is so i don't know if this is like a secret evil plan or if this is just my like little lesson that i need um but anyone else that wants any advice from me or any intakes i'm doing good (laughs) thank you for the for the for the confirmation so Zayn is saying he's back, but I feel like Zayn should just be typing so then we can have a conversation through him typing it out and then me verbally saying what's wrong with him. <laughs> Dean is saying he's forcing me to face my fear. This could be a fear, maybe a fear of public speaking or to do something like that. <laughs> I think he's messaging me on Insta message or someone is. Anyways, so resistance. As I was saying, resistance for me is um, I had the topic because of my surfing accident and I kept resisting that joy of feeling happy. And one of the things that I did was I actually started paint. But I kind of am realizing that my analogy of painting is kind of covering the surface of why I'm not surfing anymore. And I feel that... The more we resist or the more we kind of just shove things under the wall or under the under the rug is still a part of just our path. Because I was able to cultivate this energy of mine of channeling, of, of creating paintings for people that resonate with their soul. So what I do is you can kind of see in the back here, I create, they're called energy portraits. I can paint your energy as an abstract or a wave. And with me being out of the water for almost a year and a half, basically, I've only tried surfing a couple times, I started to channel how I felt during surfing. So I created abstract pieces to kind of just mimic that freedom of or that feeling of freedom. And I wanted to try people like what if I can tap into someone's source, like how I'm do Reiki or energy healing and then see what it what the colors and symbols resonate with them. So I started off with doing one of my best friends. We actually did ayahuasca together and I thought he would be the perfect test subject and the things that i that i brought out into the painting he literally got like chills like his friends like can see his energy in that painting and i thought i feel like i'm onto something because a painting or abstract isn't a place that you should judge yourself it's more of it's more of seeing yourself as you are and as a beautiful art piece. So when you can see yourself as an art piece, you're able to take away the judgment of you have when you look at yourself in the mirror. So for me, I think Zayn might be back. But what I'm saying is that sometimes resistance is also accepting who we are is the beauty that we have inside us because when we look at each other in the mirror so many judgments always come through it's like even if you are kind to yourself there's sometimes that that subconscious thought of like oh this isn't true or you say these affirmations in front of you and you have this like mental talk of like oh like that second guess type of wording so in these energy portraits that I do, I try to help shed that ego from you to actually dive deeper into yourself. That way you can start to see different symbols and shapes that kind of correlate to your childhood or things that elevate your spirit. And because it's an abstract, you can actually turn it into four different ways and you'll actually feel a vibrational shift during that. And during that experience, you will able to actually start to shed that ego and to shed that layer of judgment that you have. And then when you look in the mirror, it's like you'll have that sense of peace again, or that sense of knowing who you are. And like the podcast is called, it's remembering your oneness, or remembering our oneness. And that's what the symbolism of these energy portraits are, is just to show yourself. I think someone just said before Zane's guided meditations my energy paintings would have been a mess oh so dean i guess you paint too and you paint energy so i also do meditations before i paint sometimes before i paint sometimes i'll do a meditation and then i'll start painting or i'll just kind of tune into my energy and just ground myself before i start painting and before all of these energy paintings i was just doing waves waves because it's just one circular motion so it was kind of my form of meditation too And then I shifted into painting mountains and I realized how grounding it is to actually paint something that is of nature that is super grounding because waves are kind of like all over the place. And I feel like they really um, kind of mimic my personality It's just like I'll have one idea and then I have another idea. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so those are my little two cents about like resistance in my paintings. And then Anandji just said, judgment and resistance, can you talk about that? Judgment and resistance. Okay. And then Dean just said, I don't paint, not my strong suit. I was just using it as as an example. Oh, so you're suggesting to do meditations before painting, I think. So judgment and resistance. So I feel like those two kind of go hand in hand because you resist, which is actually a judgment because you're judging yourself that you can't do something or that you shouldn't do something kind of like FOMO you're resisting and judging yourself that you'll either have that you're, that you're not where you need to be, which is a judgment or you're not where you're supposed to be, which is a judgment. So I feel like resistance and judgment go hand in hand. But judgment is more of not like a level up of resistance, but judgment is like, hey, I'm not going to do this. So you're confirming it versus resistance. You're taking a step back and just kind of observing why you're not doing it or having that like actual block. So judgment is you're verbally expressing that I'm not going to do this. And resistance is kind of like a feeling or a block per se that like I'm physically not going to do this. So Judgment is more of a mental game versus resistance is a physical action. I think that kind of narrows it down. (laughs) And I feel like resistance, because Zane said resistance, the opposite of resistance is acceptance. So when you accept, it's more of also, I like to call it surrendering, Because when I was out on the surfboard today and yesterday, I kind of surrendered to like, hey, like it's dark out. I'm just going to feel a little bit better right now by accepting that I'm in this state of being in the ocean and it's completely dark out and I don't know what's under under me. So the more I surrendered to that state or accepted that I am in this situation, that's when I felt the messages come through. That's when I was able to find the clarity and the balance within myself. So by saying that I am okay right now calmed me down to open up the channel of like hearing I need more forgiveness in my life. And through forgiveness in my life I just had like kind of one of those aha moments that I feel better right now because I realized or I accepted that I needed forgiveness in order to start surfing again or I needed more internal forgiveness of I'm sure I'm going to figure it out soon when I meditate more on it, of figuring out what that bottled emotion or sensation is. Dean just asked if I ever surfed with Dr. Michael Michael Sala. I don't know that person. (laughs) And then Dean also said he's suggesting that I was a bit of a mess before starting learning these techniques like three months ago. My journey to help myself led me here. Okay. Dean, I think I'm just completely confused. (laughs) So you paint or you do paint or basically anything that you're starting before meeting Zane, you felt like you're a mess. And then now that you're starting to do Zane's meditations, you feel more grounded and it's actually helping you in your your self-development, I should say. I think that's it. I think Zane literally left. <laughs> so if anyone wants me to, to keep continuing, I can keep continuing or we can end this podcast short, <laughs> shorter. Uh, but it is a little bit putting me on the spot. And I definitely feel some resistance of like, this is strange. <laughs> um, so tomorrow moral of the story for today, I feel that. It's okay to face your fears and to face your resistance because it's gonna put you in a slightly vulnerable spot, but it's really not that bad. Like, I guess I could keep talking, but I'm really not a talker. I'm more of a listener. Even yesterday I gave a live meditation in my live group and my friend joined me on the beach, and I just flowed through it and opened up our th- throat chakra. So I kind of just tuned into his energy and be like, okay, it feels like we need to like open up the throat chakra. And after the meditation, we talked for like three or four hours and he opened up about his life a little bit more that I haven't known about. And I just thought it was interesting of how I felt the need to open up the third chakra for this group, but it was also mainly for him and it helped us talk. But I noticed he was talking more and I was talking less. And I feel like that's always the situation that I'm in. And I guess I like that's why I like this podcast with in because he just likes to talk. And I'm just like, I'm just here listening. And I'll put my two cents in when I feel like it. So this is definitely a harder podcast, I should say, for me. And as just observing myself in this whole situation is that, you know, maybe I should do this more because it's, Slightly making me feel uncomfortable, but it's also kind of fun just like talking and not knowing who's listening. And I feel like Zane is definitely here to help me in doing that because I did give him this idea yesterday. And I feel like that was my test for today of like really just trying to feel how much resistance I actually still carry in my life. And I know a bunch of you are a part of his negative, enti- negative entity course. And I guess we can kind of talk about resistance and negative entities because I don't know too much about negative entities, but I feel like there is a huge connection to the two because whatever your negative entity is, you kind of resist either letting it go or you resist really flowing with life or flowing with how beautiful life is. So I feel like there is like a correlation to it. Oh, I think we might have some Zane. Can you hear me?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, you're back.
0: I I was done. I've already changed into my uh, clothes. I was like, okay, well, goodbye. Have fun. Have a nice time.
1: So, okay, I feel like you came in at the right time. So I was suggesting that there is a correlation or connection between resistance and negative entities. Because you're the expert about negative entities, I feel like you could kind of like, like, elaborate on this topic
0: absolutely yeah what what we see all the time is that when people when people say oh my gosh all i want is for this entity to go away and they and i i ask them uh to rate on a scale of one to ten how badly do they want their suffering to be gone 10 being it's all i can think about the ultimate goal is to get them down to zero on how badly do i want my suffering to be gone Not so much because that means that the suffering's gone, but that's because we realize that suffering or that certain types of pain, emotional and physical, actually cause, create healing and create um, lessons and, and create possibilities. So it is all about that. And if at some point during the seven weeks that we're working together, they can say, you know what? I don't need these entities to go away at all. As a matter of fact, bring it on. If they can get to that point where they can say something like that, then amazing things happen because they realize that the entities aren't nearly as powerful as they thought they were. And, and they realize how strong they are in comparison to the entities. So it's, it's all very much tied into resistance as a core element of getting over negative entity attachments or really anything.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm. It's kind of interesting how you haven't really like talked about resistance that much because even though there is like a big or maybe it's just like one of those like you know it. It's that word, but then there's so many other words for it too. Because we had Ananji. She said that the what is the difference between or not the difference, but what's the correlation between judgment and and resistance? And it's like obviously they go hand in hand, but I feel like judgment is more of a mental verbal thing versus resistance is a physical sensation that you're physically resisting to do something
0: it could be physical but it could also be mental you could very much be resisting things at a at a mental level um i think resist, resistance comes in all forms actually and and it is something to definitely watch for because again What's the opposite of resistance is acceptance. And when you're in a Mm -hmm. state of acceptance, that's a high vibrational state. If you're in a state of resistance, that's a low vibration. Time that you're in resistance, it's only going to cause you to go lower and lower and lower. And going back to your other question, what do negative entities like? Negative entities like low vibration. I don't know if I've come through on that at all. No, no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear it. You're oh, just you're frozen back. right now. Okay,
0: good, good. Okay, cool. So yeah, so that, I mean, that's the main point is that, that resistance is is comes in all forms and it prevents you from, from having a high vibrational state.
1: So then what's the, I think we already brushed it, but what's the opposite of judgment? Is it also acceptance?
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah, acceptance has a couple of opposites.
1: couple good opposites. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we've done, we've done shows on judgment and we've done shows. Now we're doing shows on resistance. And, and so uh, acceptance is absolutely the key. I mean, you can accept something. Oh, I'm a human being. I I experience, I'm experiencing this, this doubt about myself, this loss of self-love. Well, guess what? That's what a human being experiences. Oh, I'm a human being. I'm experiencing um, uh, shame and guilt over whatever happened in the past. Hey, you're a human. That's what happens. That's normal. Accept that. Don't get frustrated by it. Don't get disappointed by it. Don't get angry with yourself by it because these are normal things. And when you can you know, give, give yourself a break on that, then, then all of a sudden you're releasing the resistance to the thing. And, and that's extremely powerful.
1: Yeah. So is there anything that you're resisting currently in your life? Because I've shared so much about my <laughs> oh, own personal wow. experience of resistance.
0: That's a great question. I mean, yeah, there's always going to be things that are, are resistant. where res- that it can come at a very, um, uh, disguise. It can come in a disguised way. Like you don't even realize that you're, you're resisting things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so maybe I'm resisting the, the joy of, of being worry-free. Like, you know, I still have some worries here and there. And so mm-hmm. those worries um, are, are things that I'm resisting, essentially. So anytime you have any negative experience, any negative emotional experience, it's probably because you're resisting something. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, or, or you're attached to something. Um, I'm resisting, uh, or I'm, I'm worried about uh, having enough money for X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, that means that I'm essentially not accepting my current state and accepting that everything always works out exactly as it's supposed to. And it's that I am, I am resisting maybe that I deserve it, or resisting the idea that, hey, uh, I, I am have that value. Or whatever. So, I mean, it, it just kind of goes on and on, but, but it takes some time. It takes some effort and it takes some digging to figure out where you're resisting things. And, and I don't spend, you know what, I don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out what I'm resisting as much as I probably could. And would get a lot out of
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, it it was just a thing that popped up to me yesterday. And I didn't even like you said, it disguises us. I didn't even realize that I was resisting, resisting that feeling of joy that I get from surfing because I thought I was just like, oh, I'm just going to blame it on the trauma that I had and not really dig more deep into it. And then just covering up with I'm just going to paint to experience that feeling. But it was still like a huge resistance of not going back out there to like try. that was a mental it was definitely a mental but then it was also a physical of not physically doing it and I realized like today like I was about to not go again in the morning but then my cat literally started meowing she got out of bed she's like come on Monica we're, we're gonna get up you're gonna get up and you're gonna go surf and it's like people say that your animals are your spirit guides and it was literally she was getting me out of bed and physically reminding me like hey you told yourself that you're going to start doing this, and I'm going to keep you accountable. And it's like super adorable of like, yeah, I'm going to listen to my cat because she's meowing and just telling me to get out of bed. And like, I could have so easily just, you know, hit snooze or just ignored her. And I didn't, I went out and did that. And through that action, I got the realization of like, hey, you need more forgiveness Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you're experiencing that resistance and you keep feeling that nudge of like, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do this, like it's almost like do yourself a favor and just experience what's on the other side. Just experience what it is. If you don't like the feeling, then that's okay. But at least you tried and you 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 let yourself just really be and be vulnerable with yourself because you're going to be vulnerable. I was vulnerable going out into the into the ocean in the dark, and but it made me feel really refreshed. It made me feel really good. I didn't go out there to go catch a wave or go cat, have the best surf session. I went out there just to try and to experience and to see what was there for me. And by being open, it allowed me to, to have this conversation now and to be experience even more resistance of like talking for most of the show but i feel like it motivated me it it like it's like i had even worse things to overcome and now i have another thing to overcome which is talking even more in front of people and it's like it's so fascinating it's like when you can do this this these little acts of of things that you fear or things that you just don't like it's actually going to make you feel really good and just empowered and and you can do it again and it's going to be easier and it's going to get easier and easier and easier
0: yeah, another, another huge counter to all this is gratitude. So mm. taking a moment to just go, Hey, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I, I spend quite a bit of time. I actually spend quite a bit of time in possibility. I go, it, uh, all of these things are possible. These incredible life experiences ahead of, for me uh, are, are something that I am just uh, embracing and mm-hmm. I know that the possibilities are absolutely beautiful. And, and when I know that, when I know that the future has incredible possibilities in front of me, then I don't worry so much because I just trust that, that my guides and the universe and everything has my best, my absolute best interest in mind. And I'm going to get to experience those things. So I don't have the FOMO nearly as much as some do, I think because mm-hmm. I just know that everything is going to work out for, for, or, uh, and, and if it's not for my benefit, then some sort of incredible lesson will appear. And guess what? That's for my benefit. So it's always. Yeah. That way.
1: yeah. And a lot of like FOMO, I, 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 as an example from a friend that she sometimes like feels that she gets left out from certain activities from a different friend group. And I told her like, you have this FOMO, but you already know that when you hang out with them, you don't feel good. So it's like, why do you want to go do go be somewhere when you don't feel good and and kind of like ruin your energy? And then you 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 rant about how much you don't like hanging out with them, but then you have this FOMO in because you're not being invited to go hang out with them. <laughs> it's almost like counterintuitive of like are you even aware of how you feel when you're when you're when you want to do those things that you that you feel like you're missing out on it's like when you have fomo really ask yourself how do i feel when i'm there and if it's something that that doesn't make you feel good then you should just know that fomo is literally just ego based it's just craving you to feel more shitty or just more like at a lower vibrational state and then you being in that current state of being in FOMO is almost like it's it's about to raise your vibration because you're about to go do something else. You're about to go do something that makes you feel better or makes you feel like, oh, yeah, I can go read this book or or watch this movie. And then this movie is going to have one line that really sticks out to you that you just really resonated with. So it's almost like your FOMO is your lesson or it's your teacher. So just ask it like, okay, is this activity that I'm not in? Like, do I actually like doing it or do I just like feeling that I'm missing out or do I want attention because I'm not there? I once had, I think, in junior high, this girl that would always like post on her Facebook of like, oh, I wasn't invited or I wish I was there. But it's like you're just causing attention and that's an egotistic attention versus actually. Say that again.
0: It's Totally victim based.
1: Victim-based, yeah. So it's like, is your FOMO more of a victim role or is it actually a sensation that you generally miss? And if you're in a state of FOMO, you should probably just reevaluate what it is that you like to do and what can you do more of that so you don't feel that FOMO, right? right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank the those that, that have stuck around because of our, our, our technical issues. You guys are troopers. I love you. <laughs> Um, and Anjali just asked if we could talk about self-criticism. Um, I think that's a, that's a great topic and okay. So I like to look at it like this, who, if, if you are a critic of anyone, um, who is, and, and, and you believe in your opinion of your criticism, oh, that person shouldn't do that. Oh, that movie wasn't very good. If you believe in that, then who is the best person that you could possibly criticize? Huh? the one that you live inside. So you're constantly seeing all of the things that you don't like about yourself, the mistakes that you're making or whatever, and you can't see that in others most of the time. You barely can see that in others. You can only see it in yourself. So you compare it to somebody else who you can't see all their mistakes and all of their little problems that they're having. You only see their amazing qualities or whatever you've decided that they have. So you're comparing yourself where you have all the information to someone else where you have almost none of the information. So already you are, you are going to be behind the eight ball because of the lack of information. But what's interesting is that in the case of you criticizing and you trusting your critic, well, listen to that. That means you actually believe in yourself. You believe in your own opinion, probably more so than you realized. So you can actually see something positive in the way that you see yourself because you trust your critical mind so much. All right, well, now you have to start to go, where does the critical mind come from? Does that come from the divine self, the being of light that's inside you that that does not actually judge anything ever? I think this is a self-evident question. Or is it the aspect of you that is has been trying to protect you from suffering throughout your entire life. That's Mm -hmm. the one that is actually or is trying to keep you alive. That is actually the one that you're listening to. And that one is extremely flawed and based on childhood traumas and based on abuse and based on how screwed up the world is and on and on and on. So all you have to do when it comes to self-criticism is ask yourself, is this the divine perspective of me or is it the um, screwed up perspective based on all the crap that you've gone through in your life? You're always going to. The first one, because that first one loves you unconditionally. Absolutely. Everything that you do is perfect and you can rest. You can relax and you can trust in that one and give up all the others.
1: Yeah. And then just to go back to FOMO, because Dean said in crypto, successful traders have to fight FOMO every day. Actually, yesterday with my friend, um, after the meditation, when I opened up his throat chakra, we were actually talking a lot about cryptocurrency because I want to start to get into it. Um, But he was talking about how his brother gets a lot of FOMO because he makes the wrong choices. But my friend suggested or not suggested, he said that he dealt with that a lot in the beginning. And then he learned to just trust to trust his positions and to really just focus on himself. And I was telling him, like, you're really acting you're really having this action of being present with yourself when you're just focusing on your own positions and what you do because once you start you know seeing what other people do you start noticing that lack or you start making judgments that I should have or could have done that which is the whole FOMO thing and I realized that over the years that when he's been doing it he's very more balanced right now the way that he talks about it like he even says that his trades are much better because he's very present within himself and not worrying about what other people do. Like, yeah, he'll analyze what other people do, but he'll he will he stopped focusing on others and just really tuned into himself. So I feel like FOMO is in cryptocurrency, if you follow it, I feel like it's a lot of big lesson about it's an internal lesson that you do. So I also had one of my best friends, um, she was trading a lot and I kind of just gave her the advice of like Maybe just tune into your intuition and let your intuition guide you of when you feel that you need to leave a position or to when to keep staying in one. And I feel like or I know that because when she was starting to do that, she was telling me that, oh, this is much more successful. I'm actually being more successful in my in my trading. So I feel like, Dean, if you're experiencing FOMO in your trading, that just reevaluate how it is that you are in that moment of trading do you feel a sense of lack or do you find yourself comparing and when you do that you can just start catching yourself so that way you can be more present with your current holdings or your current you know positions positions, yeah whatever yeah
0: yeah so and i've got to throw out a little tiny bit of crypto advice to dean um, so one of the things that I do, Dean, you, you want to look up Bollinger bands. Um, what that does is it kind of shows you the top of the range and the bottom of the range at any time. And I have a rule that I will never buy if the, the price is at the top of the Bollinger band and I'll never sell when the price is at the bottom of the Bollinger band. Those are the times that you are in the most, um, um, at FOMO. So in, at the top of the Bollinger band, you're in FOMO that it's just going to keep going up. But generally, it doesn't. And at the bottom of the Bollinger Band, you're going, to sit, you're going to be in FOMO that it's going to keep going down. But it doesn't. That's the point that usually turns and changes direction. So just a little advice there. And I'm sure that if I, I thought about it for a second, we could use that advice for all things rather than just crypto. Because when things are at their worst, they're generally not going to get worse. When things are at their best, they're probably not going to get better. They're going to kind of even out. And so, you know, in those same exact uh, scenarios in life, when and when you're at your bottom, the bottom is the best time, because when you reach rock bottom, there is nowhere to go. up? And you can really freaking um, like trust in that. And you but you've really got to dig deep, because when you're at rock bottom, you're usually not in the position to think, oh, well, everything's going to be great. You're not in that but that's that's almost always the case. And when you hit rock bottom, you have this moment where you go, do I just want to keep living like this or is it time to finally make a change in my life? And those are the most powerful times.
1: Yeah. I really like what he said. Um, Dean, um, I've realized that money is me- meaningless without mental health. That was really nice. I feel like When you don't have your mental health, like you just always are in a weird, like limbo state that you want more and more and more. But then when you actually are aware of your mental health, of how balanced you are, you kind of just realize, you know, money is always flowing. So that's when the meaning goes away.
0: Yay. Yeah. Uh, And you know what? Congratulations, Dean, because you got rock, you got to rock bottom. Uh, That's uh, a lot of times people don't because they're resisting it. So now they like try to make themselves feel a little bit better. Oh, I could hit rock bottom, but instead I'm going to have an alcoholic beverage. Oh, I could hit rock bottom. Instead, I'm going to go uh, go to the store and spend money, right? So those sorts of things prevent you from actually getting to that, to that holy place, which is rock bottom, where you all, only have yourself to pull yourself out. And that creates a strength moment, a powerful moment. When you make that decision, enough is enough. I'm changing everything. And then you are successful at doing it. If you don't get to rock bottom, sometimes you can't pull yourself up and out of it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, rock bottoms are also like heartbreaks or any tragic moments too, I feel like those are very interchangeable or just, you know, you have this life, life event that's, that helps you to realize I wasn't living the way that I should be, or I wasn't living in a healthy lifestyle and it just motivates you to, to get stronger. And I don't think you need a rock bottom in order to change it, but they do, they do really help. (laughs)
0: here we go so dean says it's crazy i thought the money would make him happy but the negative entities still would not leave i thought my thoughts were trying to kill me that's when i started researching these techniques yeah beautiful dean Uh, and see what what i talk about all the time when it comes to negative entities they drive us to take action so Mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm not following my path i'm not following my mission i'm not following you know the the beauty of life um and so the negative entities come in and kind of kick us in the ass and tell us you're miserable and you know i'm gonna hurt you and blah 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 whatever they say and so that makes you go okay i need to do something about this it's a mm-hmm. sort of a form of rock bottom because then you reach out and you find someone else who helps pull you out of that pit because it isn't the entities that are the problem it's you it always is so what do we have to do on an individual basis to make it so that they don't attach to us anymore? We have mm-hmm. to raise our vibration and love ourselves unconditionally and recognize that we're resisting things and move into acceptance and unconditional love and gratitude and all that stuff. And that it, it, we can actually kind of thank the entities for pushing us to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, we've done pretty well. You've done really well because you kept it going. I mean, I had no idea what was going on. I had absolutely <laughs> no connection whatsoever. I shut my iPad. I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'll try one more time, and then <laughs> so I'm glad I tried one more time so so that we could actually finish this off together. Um, so thank you for for leading the way today.
1: You're very welcome. It was my pleasure to work on my resistance on screen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's great. It worked out perfectly. It's hilarious.
1: Thank you everyone for joining in and have a beautiful weekend.
0: Hey, thanks Dean and Anjali and everybody else who tuned in and and stuck with us during our difficulties. We appreciate it. And uh, assuming we have a better connection next week, I'll see you next week. Aloha. Oh, I don't know if anybody saw that. It looks like I'm frozen again. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everybody.